Hey, Magic Makers, I am in love. I just found Shorely Wines, and oh my God, I'm floored how absolutely delicious they are. So far, I've tasted the Sauvignon Blanc. I have tasted the Rosé. I've also tasted the Bubbly Rosé, and they are absolutely delicious. I was interested in trying non-alcoholic wines because there are just some days that like you just don't really want a drink, but you want the taste of wine without all of the extra calories or extra alcohol. And this is what Shirley does. It tastes absolutely delicious. It is just what you need for a nice afternoon on the deck watching the sun set. If you've been trying, wondering, are non-alcoholic wines, are they delicious? Do they, are they worth my time? Surely is. It tastes just like the wine and no, it's not fancy grape juice. They have found a way, I believe in magic. So they have found a way to remove the alcohol from actual wine. So you still get the wine taste, but without all of the alcohol. And so if this is something that you want to try, do me a favor. If you head over to the link in my bio, you can grab yourself 15% off your first purchase. Trust me, it is so good. I don't bring up products that I don't personally use. I am in their wine club and I've so far bought a case of this stuff and everyone that I've told about it, including you, are going to fall in love. So do me a favor, have a taste and then let me know what you think. And you get to save 15% by using the link in my bio. Welcome to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you are ready to find your inner magic, develop great habits and a rock steady mindset to feel confident, comfortable and fit in your body, you are in the right place. I am Kim Barnes-Jefferson, and I'll be giving you weekly doses of health, fitness, and life tips sprinkled with humor and real talk. If you're ready to be consistent without the stress of perfection, magic makers, it's time to slip into your favorite pair of PJs, grab some coffee, kick back, and listen to today's show. And here is this week's iTunes review. It comes to you from Dub by V. She writes, I love the podcast. You speak your mind and you don't sugarcoat anything. I love your energy and your good spirit. Oh, that just fills my heart. You don't even understand how much I enjoy these reviews. So please, if you feel the need, please go to iTunes or wherever you watch, watch listen to this podcast, do me a favor and hit me up with a five-star review. I absolutely love them. They mean the world to me and I will read it on my podcast. So thank you so much, Dub by V. It does mean the world to me. Hey, Magic Makers. Today, I want to talk about food boredom. And actually, all boredom is really what I want to talk about. And One of the biggest things is that I get it. I know firsthand that trying to lose weight can be really tough, but it doesn't have to be that way. There are so many things that you can do to make the process more enjoyable. You know, you want to find a way that makes losing weight fun, healthy, and ultimately sustainable. And that's one of the main reasons why I started this podcast, because I wanted to provide you with like real life 
tricks and advice on how to live a healthy, healthier life without feeling like, you know, you always had to like hustle and grind and struggle and always be looking for the next latest and greatest diet. So today I'm going to give you seven ways to fight boredom. And, you know, also, you know, I think boredom predicates motivation and motivation, you know, I always say it's not going to come rock, knocking on your door. Motivation is, is, is always waning. We need more action. So these seven tips, I hope will inspire you to take more consistent action because you know me and my Fit Girl Magic Formula. It's all about creating these habits, fitness habits that will lead into routines, that will lead into consistency. And that is that consistency that will ultimately give you the results. And that's what we're looking for. So the first thing, stop doing stuff you hate, right? I see it over and over again that you tell yourself, that I read on some blog, I saw on TV, some study, blah, 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 that I have to do this, right? These things. And as with anything in life, if I'm doing the same things over and over again, and I'm not excited about it, I'm not going to want to do it. I'm not going to look forward to it. You know, so I want you to start thinking about how do I find things that I enjoy? And so at first it's like, one, stop trying to do all of it because we can't. Like, I know you're a superwoman. You can, you know, leap tall buildings in a single bound. I know you can do that. However, why do you have to? You know, so my biggest thing is I always challenge my clients is that instead of saying, you know, um, I have a client who is like, well, you know, kale is better than spinach. Okay. But does that limit you that you're not going to have any other vegetable beside kale and spinach? Can we open the door and say any vegetable, as long as it's not like candy coated or fried, is on the table, you know, so that we can kind of open our open our scenario. Because if I keep eating in the same flavor profile, I'm going to be bored. And then I have I know some of you are like, I can eat the same thing over and over and over again. And I'm like, can you can you at some point this I would say there's like one percent of you out there who could eat the same thing over and over and over again. But I'm going to say the other percentage of you, you're like just like a, a Mount Eruptus, like a Mount Bingesaurus coming if I keep eating the same thing over and over and over again. Right? There's so many different healthy options out there. And success includes eating variety. You know, I always, I always say this because I want to make sure that you have a variety in your flavor profile. And what that means is that if I totally cut out sugar completely, if I ever go and I have some sugar, I'm going to lose my stuff. I'm just going to lose it and be like, oh my God. And you're just like a hungry, 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 hungry hippo. And that's what, you know, and I know firsthand that happened to me when I used to train fitness competitors and they would give up all the things. And then after show, it would be like, you know, release the hounds. They would lose their stuff and up 30 pounds. Like, wow, did this happen? So what you start thinking about, how do I make sure I have a variety of food? And that includes having treat meals, right? You telling yourself you can't have treat meals using your willpower, your dis discipline. No, I always challenge my clients to have at least two treat meals a week. And this isn't lose my stuff. It's like, you know, I'm going to go out to dinner and I'm going to order off the menu. I'm not going to tell the chef, you know, make sure, you know, you do A, B, and C. Hang, hang on, I'm just going to go in the kitchen and, and, and show you what to do, right? You're just... Going out to dinner, you're looking at the menu and, and you're making a choice. You know, I have a client who she was very regimented when she was at home, very regimented at home. 
and she would go on vacation and she, it would just be like, she would lose her stuff. And so I want us to find this, like this, you know, this balance. I, I talk about like, you know, um, navigating the middle, right? If, you know, one is losing my stuff, eating whatever I want. If it's not nailed down, it's going in my mouth. And 10 is, you know, everything is weighed and measured ad nauseum. How do we come in between this five and the seven, right? Where five is like, hey, I want to tighten up a little bit. I might be going on vacation. I might be going to a family reunion. And then seven is like, this is my everyday life. And so I kind of feel like I'm living in this like five to seven period. Uh, The second thing is add seasoning to your food. You know, seasoning is huge. I feel like if I bought another spice, my husband would probably divorce me or make and check me into a mental hospital because I need to have flavor. And, you know, I, I remember people like, well, you can't put marinade on your food. It adds calories. The marinade cooks off, right? And or of the 10 calories it might add to your food, that's going to add flavor. Like I need flavor in my food and you can add flavor with so many different herbs and seasoning. They make such a difference in your diet. Like a simple piece of chicken can be transformed by putting on some pesto or some curry or some jerk seasoning. It's or heck, salt, right? You know, I know many of you fear the salt. Salt is great. Like salt is like anything in excess. No, but adding some salt can just easily add a little bit more flavor to your food. Same thing with vegetables, right? I, for years, would just take frozen vegetables and toss them in the microwave. And I now, I can't eat that. If you were to serve me like plain vegetables, like that are just steamed, I'm just like, I'm I, I can't even talk about it. I just mentally went into the fetal position in my head. I need, I'm now very big. I, my vegetables have to be grilled. They have to be roasted. They have to have some flavor to them or I'm, I'm out. That's the only way I can eat vegetables nowadays. So I want you to start thinking about how can I add in some flavor into my, my, my food, you know, with herbs, it's seasoning, poison. There's so many great creative spices out there now it's just you know ridiculous i remember when i was competing i was addicted to mrs dash and it was like mrs dash was the only thing i really used now i'm like again like i said i got a little bit of an addiction going on with different flavor profiles and every week you know i eat the same you know roughly i eat the same things but how i keep it fresh how i keep it exciting is that i add in different flavors so you know one week i'll have like a greek profile um, one another week, I will have like a jerk profile. It just always, you know, mixes mixes things around. Third place is that let's stop thinking that breakfast has to be a certain meal, lunch has to be a certain thing, and dinner has to be a certain thing. You know, um, I remember when I was competing, and one of the biggest things I would I would I would have. I would have steak for breakfast, you know, if I, when I had time, so that it wasn't just always me having a protein shake. And what I've I've found until recently, but earlier, I couldn't have a protein shake for breakfast because it wasn't satisfying enough for me, but I could have a protein shake for lunch. So I want us to start thinking about like, instead of saying for breakfast, I must have eggs, I must have cereal and be a robot. Think to yourself, like, does my meals feel satisfying? And if you like eggs and eggs aren't satisfying in the morning, maybe we change the meal part. Like for me, I can't have a protein shake or eggs first thing in the morning. It is not it is not satisfying for me. 
And by satisfying, I mean that I'm hungry like two minutes later. I'm like, so what's next? What do we eat? And so, but if I flip it around, you know, I'll have cottage cheese and some berries and sprinkle on some flax seeds. That's fulfilling for me for about two to three hours, right? And we want our meals to last us about two to three hours. And then be like, okay, it's time to eat versus, you know, eating by the clock, really learning how to surf by hunger. So just by changing my meals and making that one simple shift where like, you know, lunchtime, I, for the most part, I teach at lunchtime. So I don't need a big meal and I I don't, I don't need a big meal or if I have like a long day, like I'm getting up at five in the morning, right. I will have, I'll have my, my, uh, cottage cheese and my berries, but then I'll have my, my lunch, which always is a big ass salad. And then I'll have a protein shake in the afternoon as a way as a gap between lunch and dinner. But for the most part, I typically have about three meals a day. And, um, and speaking of flavor profile, I always like in my salad, I, even though I eat the same basic cadence every day, I change it up in my salad. You know, like I said, I, I switch the, what I marinate or what I put on my chicken, but I also switch up the vegetables that I put in in there. One week I buy tomatoes, one week I buy cucumbers, one week I have shredded cabbage, one week it's coleslaw mix, one week I'm using um, kale and Brussels sprout mix, one week I'm using arugula. So there's always something different, but the meal kind of category, I guess is the way, will always, um, always stay, stay, stay the same. So to start to think about like, you know, um, there's more to life than like, you know, chicken breast and broccoli, right? There's more like, like, there's more to life than like Greek yogurt and, and strawberries, right? How do you expand your flavor profile so that we can start to create some unique meals? And when I say that, some people think that like every meal must be like, you know, Martha Stewart approved. No, as I mentioned, I can change my meals around and still keep them pretty simple, right? Without eating the same stuff over and over and over again. You know, I have some clients who like, they will check in with me and they'll share their meal plan with me. And I can easily know, I open it up, I know exactly what they have. Okay, she had a, she had a shake with blueberries in it. Her, her next meal, she had a Greek yogurt with pineapple. You know, her next meal is that she had fish and a baked potato and zucchini, right? I like, that's just like, that's one girl's meal all the time. And I challenged her to say, hey, Sharon, can we have something a little different? Change out the zucchini for broccoli, you know, change out the baked potato for a sweet potato or butternut squash or pumpkin, right? Just change some simple thing and expand that plate flavor, flavor profile. Fourth thing is don't fear being social. And I, and I, and I say this, you know, it's a personal experience for me. I was very like, I'd be like, okay, where am I going to go? And then I would have to like Google the restaurant and then pull up the menu and then like agonize and stress over what I was going to have. I would have to, you know, if I was going to someone's house for dinner, I was like, all right, I need to like at least pre-eat before I go. Cause I don't know what they're going to have. And I would just have blah. Right. It's here's the thing, right? Have at least two treat meals a week, right? Not lose your stuff meals, treat meals. And so go to the restaurant and say, you know, you know, within reason. Like when I say have what you want, 
it's not like, you know, you're going in there and you're like, I'm going to order half the menu, right? <laughs> but within reason, you're going to go in and you're just going to eat and you're just going to go on about, go on about your day. And if I go on vacation, it's that I'm like, you know, release the hounds. It's like, I'm still going to make better choices. But if there's something on the menu that is something that I just can't get. So it's something I just can't get at home. I'm going to get it and I'm going to be okay about having it. I'm not going to be like, can you please tell the chef to not put anything on my food? But I also have to, you know, be like this. While I want to be on vacation, this is also not the lose my stuff vacation. It's like, you know what? I can eat within reason every day, not having dessert. Every day, not drinking my face off, right? So I'm, I'm saying to myself, within reason, because I want to come home and not have the like mental gymnastics I play with myself. Oh, I'm up ten pounds because I went on vacation. It's like no, I went on vacation. I enjoyed myself. I had some indulgences, but I didn't overindulge. And that comes with practice, right? That's not this like I'm gonna do this overnight. It is a practiced thing, and something where you can, you know. Go through and just kind of say, what does your vacation non-negotiables look like? What makes a good vacation for you other than losing your stuff throughout the entire vacation? Because I, doing that is a way for us to help stay motivated, help avoid the boredom. And it also is just great for us to be able to be social, right? Just to be like, you know, you don't want to be the, the as my husband used to call me, the no fun cam, right? I would go to the restaurant and it would be like, know this, 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 and this. And one of the things that broke me of that is I remember it was my birthday and I usually would do a show that was probably about uh, three-ish weeks from my, from my birthday. And I remember he called me and he was like, hey, I found a restaurant that's gonna that can make you whitefish. And that is just like broke me. I was like, oh my God, like my husband is now catering to my freaking crazy. Ugh. And that was kind of like my wake up call that I was like living such a like blinded life that I had to start to figure out something different so that it wasn't this like, you know, these wild binges and these like, you know, these lockdowns. And, you know, we kind of all remember what it was like to be locked down and, you know, you couldn't do anything, couldn't go anywhere. Well, I was in a prison of my own freaking making and I had to start to find my way out of out of that and start to navigate social events, restaurants without feeling like I needed to be the person like driving the bus all the time. So for some of you, you know, depending on where you are, do I like, this is number five, by the way. So some of you, if I, if I like tracking calories, macros, so forth. And I feel that from time to time, you have to, it is a way to just know where I am, right? I think about like, I, you know, I use GPS a lot because it's pretty relatable. So it's kind of like, even though I might not have my GPS on and I'm using it to navigate, I'm using my GPS to kind of see like, is there anything popping up in, in my path? Is traffic building ahead? And the same way is why I say from time to time, track my calories, track my macros. Because if I, my goal is to lose weight, and I am not losing weight, but I keep doing the same old stuff, I have to ask myself, well, what the hell am I doing? What's truly going on? And the only way to truly know what's going on is to track what's going on in my mouth. And 
I'm a numbers person. Numbers, um, numbers really solidify what I'm doing. So I will look at my numbers and I will say, okay, wow, I didn't realize that this whatever particular thing I'm eating had that amount of calories in it. Ah, I didn't realize whatever the thing I'm eating, didn't realize that it had that much fat in it or that many carbs or that many um, grams of sugar. Like I didn't know that. So it's more for me an education, but also at the same time, it's showing me that if I choose this, there are things, there's consequences. There are other things that I have to make adjustments to down the line. So I want you to start thinking about like, you know, for many of us listening here, and if you have that spontaneous life, rock on with your bad self. Many of us don't have that spontaneous life. We kind of know that what's coming up. We kind of know if we're going out to dinner on a Saturday, if if there's an event on a Tuesday, we know. And, you know, also kind of like as we move into the holiday season, we kind of know. So from here, it's kind of like, it helps us to be more, cognizant, be more aware, be more mindful of what we're eating so that as I'm I'm enjoying something versus mentally calculating how bad this is, right? You know, the way you that way you can still enjoy a glass of wine with friends or you're like, you know what? Do I want the wine or would I rather have the cheesecake? Right? So we can start to be like a little bit more um I think the word I'm looking for is particular, being more choosy, if you will. Or you could say, you know what? Today I'm having both. And while there is no makeup, I feel like if I go over my calories or my my macros today, as long as it's part of my overall strategy, it's not like every day I'm like, it's a party. It's a party where it's like we kind of, I always like to think of like, I like when I have my clients track macros or carbs, I like to have them look at it in a seven day span because that way, like it's an average versus like every single day trying to hit your number to hit your number to the penny. You know, we're not accountants, right? We're not accountants. And some days we're higher, some days we're lower. And that's just, that's just life, right? Life is, I, you know, one of the the things is that I like walking um, near water and water just always, just reminds me, especially when I have like a lot of stuff going on in my head, water just reminds me that things come and things go, right? So, you know, visualize uh, an ocean, right? The waves come onto the shore and then they slide back out. They come onto the shore and then they slide back out. And so I always, that's how I kind of look at like my calories and my macros. It's like, okay, I have choices and I have decisions. And based on what I just did, can can change the next step I take versus, you know, catastrophizing it. Like, oh my God, I'm the devil. I had an extra glass of wine. All right, I had an extra glass of wine. You know what? I'm good. I'm done. It's fine. Tomorrow's a new day. The next meal's a new day, right? There's no, there's no, there's no recourse when I beat the tar out of myself. Like what happened when I beat the tar out of myself, what really happens? Boop nothing. It just makes me feel worse and worse and worse. And then I go down the spiral of, oh my God, I need to go harder, stricter, double down. No, no, no. Um, Review your goals. You know, keep your goals, um, keep the goal that you want, right? 
If I want to lose 10 pounds, great. That's the goal. But keep your approach flexible. And so, um, again, I want to go back to GPS, right? So GPS, is as I'm driving down the road, I punch in my destination and GPS set tells me traffic's building ahead. And so my, my goal is still, I, I want to get to my destination. That's my goal. But the GPS is saying traffic's building ahead. And here I can decide that, that you know, GPS is like, hey, if you take the next exit, you can, you're going to get there five minutes faster, right? I can take that exit. But for some of you, there's four mindsets that pop up when you're thinking this, right? The first mindset is, oh no, this is the road. I must stay on Route 95. That is the only way to get to where I want to go. So I'm staying the course, even if I'm stuck here in traffic. Then we have people who are resistant, where they're like, well, I could get off the next exit. I've never got off the next exit. I don't even know what town that exit is in. I don't know. Is the right way to do it? Should I do it? Should I not do it? And you, you kind of like, you are, you want to know for sure that you're going to save that 10, 15 minutes if you take that exit. You want to know for sure that there isn't going to be something else that pops up along the way. Then you have people who are always looking for the roadblocks, right? They're like, well, if I take this exit, I mean, there could be another detour. There could be potholes on this road. There could be more traffic lights. There could, and you start to think about all the things and you're like, I don't know if I can you know, navigate that. And then you finally have the people who are like, you know what? Five minutes is five minutes. I'm going to take it, right? So we have to kind of say, say to ourselves that like, even though the goal is losing 10 pounds, there are so many different approaches to getting there. And especially for someone who has been dieting forever, your body is hip to you. Your body is like, girl, I know exactly what's happening. I know exactly what you're going to do. I'm going to make you spin around Robin Hood's barn, chasing your damn tail, making you feel crazy before I give you bupkis, right? So here's where I cut, especially, you know, many of you who are listening to this, if you've been dieting since you were like 15, you need to bring a new bag. I can't just rinse and repeat an old diet. It's not going to work. It might work maybe the first, second, or third time. But if I'm just dusting off like for the 10th time, no matter what, it's not going to work. I'm sorry. I, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to pee in your cornflakes, but I got to pee in your cornflakes. It's not going to work. So every now and again, it's worth reviewing your goals and the reasons why you aren't losing weight, right? Remember I talked about, I got to go back. I got to check to see what am I putting in my mouth? And it's, it's, shows you where your struggles, it shows what you where your gaps are. And sometimes it's it just enough to remind yourself like, okay, do I want this goal? And what am I willing to change in order to get there? Right? That's the ultimate, you know, for me, it's ultimately, your mindset sets the strategy. And if I have that rigid mindset that tells me I can only go one way, you're going to be hard pressed to lose the weight, especially when it's not, when when you're not making any progress at all. You're going to be really hard pressed. So I want you to take a step back and ask yourself, does everyone who does the approach you're doing get their goal and more importantly, keep their goal? And the last one here is a 24-hour make a plan, right? 24 hours or one week. Because what doesn't get planned doesn't get done. I, I hear it all the time. Oh, Kim, it was a day. 
And I was like, okay, we all have those days. But if I had a plan, I would be able to know how to navigate those days, if you will, right? So think about what's the, you know, some of you are autom- automatic, like workouts are good. You're like, boom, I, I, I know I'm going to work out. Great. But still, I put it on my calendar. So for me, every Sunday, I sit down and I look at my week and I say, okay, what's going on? What's going on in my week? And so I, and I, and I, and I sit down, I'm like, okay, um, my typical workout days are Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. Those are my typical workouts. And I look at my calendar. I'm like, okay, is there anything going on? And so this, so this is in real time, I'm traveling on Wednesday and Thursday. And I'm like, okay, so I can't. um, So I'm like, I know I can't work out on Wednesday because my, my flight's super early in the morning. So I'm like, okay, I can work out on Thursday. And then I can also work out on Friday, but I can't work out on Saturday because I'm flying home. So I'm making shifts to my schedule so that my workout now this week is going to be Sunday, Tuesday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Friday. That's my workout. Um, And then I'm like looking at my food. I'm like, okay, I'm flying on Wednesday. You know, what can I bring with me on the plane so that I have great quality snacks while I'm, while I'm there, you know, I'm like, I know that I can easily find, you know, I'm not going to like a remote cabin in the woods. So I know that I can easily find, you know, a salad for my big ass salads every day. I know I can find that. I know I can find, you know, easily find foods um, there, but I, but I sit down every week and I say, okay, what's going on. And if I need to shift and shuffle and change things, I can, or even as the week goes on and say like, you know, my typical workout date is on Monday, but if Sunday night something comes up and I need to do something Monday morning, I have the fluidity that I can move it to Tuesday, you know, if it's a, you know, a a, a typical week, right? So it's, it's sitting down and just kind of saying, it's not like I must do it on Monday. Like I give myself the structure of it, but I also have the fluidity that if, you know, life happens, you know, kids get sick, bosses tell you that you need to uh, do something else, right? It's, but it's for us, it helps us to be know what's happening, know what's coming our way. And the same thing for food. Now, you know, I'm not one of those advocates of prepping your food where you have like you have those like, you know, containers where you have like your everything looks the same. What I am an advocate of is I cook a big vat of chicken on Sunday. Sunday morning. That's my that's my time. Sunday morning, I grill a big thing of chicken. I have um, pre-bagged um, salad mix in the refrigerator. So when I'm going to make, I I only think about lunch. I I have an idea of what I'm going to have for dinner, but I'm, my prep is primarily for lunch. And I already have you know the chicken done, so, and I chop it up. So all I have to do is go into my refrigerator and. I can make lunch in 15 minutes or less. Like that's my focus. When it comes to dinner, a lot of it is I do what I call um, I double cook. And so what that I double cooking is that I take what I had for dinner on Monday and I cook enough that it's for Tuesday. Um, on on Wednesday I cook again. I have enough for Thursday. On Thursday on. Friday, I cook again, I have enough for Saturday so that I'm only cooking a handful of days. I'm huge into my crock pot. 
um, from, you know, and so from time to time I crock pot. So some days I'll have, you know, the same thing Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. Um, and then only have to cook on Thursday and Friday. So it's like, there's a rhythm to it where I'm not feeling like I have to cook a fresh meal every night. The double cook has really saved my life because I used to be the like, you know, like I need variety in my life. I know that if I, when I cooked on Sunday by Wednesday, I'm like, I am done. I can't look at it. I can't eat it anymore. But this kind of double cooking process has made it a little bit easier for me. So um, also freezer meals, right? Throwing some meals in the freezer. Um, there's some great, great like pre-cooked alternatives that aren't overly fatty or fried or anything like that. Um, one of my favorites is Kevin's meals. Um, and I think they're pretty widespread as to where you can find them um, all, all around. But that's how I fight boredom, right? That's how, you know, we don't kind of feel like we're stuck in a rut. And then you kind of feel like you have to break out of this rut. So I'd love to hear how this is landing with you. I'd love to see here, you know, how are ways you, you know, keep it from being boring that you keep it like so that, you know, this is just what you do. And you're not like always like looking around the corner, waiting for like the next new diet to come around and, you know, bust out of your your rut. Because uh, I hear it all the time. Like, oh, Kim, I'm in such a rut. Oh, I'm such a rut. Hopefully one of these seven things, pick one, right? Pick one of the seven things that can help you bust out of your rut. All right, ladies, it is fabulous. I will talk to you next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for listening to the Fit Girl Magic Podcast. If you've made it this far, yay. I'm thinking you enjoyed the show. Let's continue the conversation on Instagram. You can find me at Kim Jefferson Coach. In order for me to keep sharing this message, do me a favor and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe so that you won't miss an episode. New episodes are available every Wednesday. The Fit Girl Magic Podcast is intended to provide you with tips, tools, and strategies that will help you make better decisions about your health. I really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much.